Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. As always, I'm so excited to talk with you this week about attachment styles. It's my jam. It's my favorite thing. I'm an attachment coach, and I'm here to help you on your journey to secure attachment. So today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is the anxious avoidant trap. You might have heard of this. It sounds very dramatic. I'm going to get into it in just a little bit and explain what it means, what it is, why the different sides of the attachment spectrum are attracted to each other, and how to heal, and what to do if you find yourself in one of these. Of course, before we get into this week's episode, I'm always excited to share my own update about what's going on this week. And what is going on this week is I'm just excited to be back here with you. I skipped a week because I was sick. I had this like flu-ish. <laughs> My friend and I were texting each other. We're like, yeah, this is like flu-ish. Like, what is this? Sickness. So I was down for a week and super bummed that I wasn't able to bring you a podcast last week. But I'm so much better. I know you were worried. <laughs> I'm doing so much better. So here I am. My voice sounds great. That's always like a <laughs> And iffy after you're sick, what is it going to sound like? Is it going to sound like I smoked a pack of cigarettes for the last week? Now we are back in action. And I actually used a lot of my own healing tools during this particular week down. And I'm revisiting a mindfulness practice. And so I was actually doing a lot of mindfulness when I like had a fever and chills I was just thinking like, okay, what's the sensation going on in my body? And like, how can I get into this present moment? So there's never a moment when you can't use the tools that you are learning. Just saying, just saying. It actually really helped me just to kind of accept, if that makes sense, like accept that I was sick, that I needed to rest and that it was something truly happening in my body. Like sometimes when I'm sick, I just try to ignore it and run away from it. And then of course, like, three days in, I'm, I'm just going to feel like way, way, way worse. So I'm back in action and very excited to talk about this topic with you this week. So here's a question that I received recently. If you have questions about attachment, I would love to answer them. Send me an email. Hello at sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. Super easy. This particular question was, do you think people in an anxious avoidant relationship can work with time and patience or are they incompatible? I keep going back and forth on if I just need time and to completely heal or if I need to find someone who will work with my anxious attachment style. So there's a couple things in here in this the way that this particular question is phrased. And so one, I want to talk about the anxious avoidant trap. And then two, I want to talk about healing in relationship because I actually think that that is super important. And then three, I want to talk about how to find someone that will actually work with your attachment style. And this is not just people that have anxious attachment style, but this is whatever attachment style you have. I want you to be finding someone that is able to work with what you are bringing to the relationship and understands where you need help and where they can support you and where they can go above and beyond to make you feel secure. 
So we're going to get into that. First of all, what is this anxious avoidant trap? So this anxious avoidant trap is when an anxious preoccupied person is in a relationship with a dismissive avoidant. And what happens is the anxious preoccupied is really driven towards other people. They're here to help us remind us that community is super important. And they're often driven towards other people in a relationship. And what happens when a dismissive avoidant, which is they are actually driven away, they're driven to be a little bit more independent. When the anxious preoccupied is like really driven towards that other person, it can make the dismissive avoidant peel away. And the reason for that is the dismissive avoidant really believes that everyone in a relationship should be processing things on their own, that there shouldn't be any issues within the relationship. They have a high need for peace and calm. And so when they feel like this, all this energy coming towards them from an anxious preoccupied, that can really overwhelm them and help make sometimes make them feel swallowed. And that r- leads them to pull away and become more dismissive, avoidant. And so what's happening is the insecurities of both attachment styles are being activated in this type of relationship. When the dismissive avoidant is actually pulling away, that activates the anxious preoccupied insecurity because their biggest fear is being alone. And they prioritize relationships over their own needs. And being alone is just so incredibly scary to them. And so when the dismissive avoidant is pulling away, they feel that and it, it becomes this story. And there's a lot of stories in there about why they're pulling away and what it means about them. And so then that actually makes them more anxious and drives them to communicate even more with that dismissive avoidant that maybe at this point has started to ghost or is resorting to like a passive aggressive tactic or some people pleasing behavior. So there's these are the different like strategies that these attachment styles are using. And the thing about these strategies is they're just outdated forms of surviving our childhood. (laughs) There's just no better way to say that. And the reason that this trap exists is that we're actually needing to learn from the other side of the attachment spectrum, how to be in community, that community is important. And if we're dismissive that, or sorry, if we're anxious, we need to learn how to be independent and how to be on our own. So that's why this like this dichotomy exists. Like we're trying to learn from the other side. And I've seen similar relationships like this in different modalities. I was just talking to my coach about the different Enneagram types, if you're familiar with the Enneagram. And she was mentioning that a half of the Enneagram types are really kind of like intrinsically motivated to think about themselves more often. And then the other half of the types are intrinsically motivated to think about other people. And again, it's like that dichotomy, like half and half, like these different types are teaching us how to reach across the secure aisle and learn what they are teaching us and like what what they have to offer and also what they're dealing with. So that's why this trap exists. And at least, at least that's how I view it. Like it's teaching each side to heal so that you can become back, come back to that secure center. But unfortunately, when you're really in it and you haven't necessarily learned what's the reason behind all of this and why it's happening, can be really activating. 
And so it can be very hard to sit down and be like, wait, what am I learning? Instead, you're like, no, but they're they're pushing me too hard or they're pulling away too much. And so, oh, sorry, I should add that normally I do talk about the fearful avoidant attachment style. The fearful avoidant is a little bit more in the middle. And oftentimes in this particular trap situation, they're going to lean more one way or the other. And oftentimes the fearful avoidant tends to lean one way or the other based on what their partner's attachment style is. So if you're a fearful avoidant in a a relationship with a dismissive avoidant, you're going to probably lean a little bit more anxious. And the same is true for the flip side. So if you're a fearful avoidant in a relationship with an anxious person, you're likely to lean a a little more dismissive avoidant, which is my pattern. Hello, welcome to the club. (laughs) So here's the deal. Going back to the original question. When you find yourself in a relationship and in an anxious avoidant trap, both of you need to heal. And what I recommend for someone that finds themselves in this type of situation is starting to learn the tools so that you can share them with your partner and just say, hey, I've discovered this new system. I actually think it's really cool. It really shows me like why I haven't been able to share my needs, why I'm driven to over-communicating or why I'm driven to ghosting. And I think that this could really help both of us. Would you be interested in learning this with me? Or would you be interested in going to a coaching program? Like there's many different ways to learn. But the bottom line is that you both need to heal. And honestly, if you're in a relationship, if your attachment system is pretty activated, that says to me that you're likely in a, in a relationship with someone that is also like has a similar activation, but in the opposite direction. Obviously, it's case by case. I don't know your special situation, but that is oftentimes what I have seen. While you're doing this work, the cool thing is, the good news is that you can become the secure person in this relationship. And it doesn't take that long to learn secure tools to bring to your relationship. I've seen people do this in three to six months. So you can think about this as I'm learning how to heal. I'm going to become secure. I'm going to learn how to bring a secure mindset to this relationship. It's not going to be perfect. That's part of secure attachment. It's not perfect, but I am okay with its imperfection. That might be a little hard to hear for dismissive avoidance. (laughs) We have a high level of perfection. I get it. But that's what we're working towards. And we're trying to, and when we're, we're striving for it. And when we don't hit it, we try to analyze, apologize, Correct. So you can become the secure person in this relationship. A relationship only takes one secure person to be a secure relationship. That's all it takes. That being said, it is a lot of work. So I want you to think about, am I ready to continually bring the secure mindset to the table in this relationship? Because if I'm not, then I really need to think about, is this relationship for me? Is this person meeting my needs? Am I being able to show up authentically and share? Am I being able to show up vulnerably? It's a really, really, really big one and super important in relationships. Let me tell you, life throws a lot of crap at you. Just, you know, all things in life, being a parent, opening a bank account together, moving a house together. These things are really difficult. And if you don't have a strong, secure base, it's just going to make it that much harder to make these changes in your life. And so I really want you to think, am I with a person that is able to hold me and share with me in the hard moments? And maybe it's not in the actual hard moment itself, but 
soon after that hard moment (laughs) that you're getting that support that you need. That is so extremely important. And it really is understanding your attachment style can create just an incredibly successful relationship for you. What I want to say is that if you have an insecure attachment style and maybe you're dating and maybe you're already in a relationship with someone, I really want you to share like the things about that attachment style that really resonate with you in order to help that person really understand how they can be there for you. And so I'm going to give you an example. I heard recently of someone that was throughout her life, she's given the last bite of like a shared plate to her husband. And that's because as a child, he just didn't feel like he was ever able to eat the last bite. And so this simple little ritual has such a big impact on this person because he gets to feel important. And important is a big core wound for some folks. So he gets to feel like every meal, like someone is thinking about him and is being generous with him. And it's showing that that other person that's in that relationship with them is truly deeply considering them and making them an important thing in their life. It is such a simple action. So I want you to think like, okay, what are some easy things that my partner can give me or that I can ask from them and see if they'll give me that will help me feel important, loved, seen, heard, needed, like whatever, whatever the wound is behind some thoughts that you're having. Think about what do I need? A big one for me is touch. And so oftentimes when I'm feeling like disconnected from my husband and my anxious attachment style gets starts to get activated, I'll ask, or I will honestly just put my hand out and ask him to hold it. And sometimes he's able to do that. And sometimes he's not, but if he can't, he'll let me know when he can. Cause sometimes it's, you know, it's too soon. I get it. (laughs) We all need to recover and self-soothe from a fight. I get that. But being able to come back together and have a need met afterwards that it calms your anxiety and your attachment system can be so helpful. And whether that's the last food on your plate or letting you drive everywhere or like my husband, he does this sweet thing where he just lets me sleep. (laughs) He's very respectful of my sleep. I have a high, high need for sleep. And at our wedding, he actually, the day after our wedding, he made a little sign that said, don't disturb the bride. It was a it was a destination wedding, which meant that a lot of people were leaving like the day after and they all wanted to say goodbye. And I took a picture of that sign and I actually had it on the background of my phone for a little while because it was just like, this is someone who deeply understands me and gets me to the point where he's going to remind our guests not to disturb my sleep the day after. So these are just like little things that I want you to figure out, like make it easy. And if it's too hard to ask, that's a sign like, okay, maybe this thing is too big. It's not that you're never going to be asking for it, but start small. Like if you aren't necessarily used to asking for your needs to be met, you got to start small. Do not like blow it out with this huge, big ask, but instead just start with a small one. Like, Hey, do you think you could, you know, leave, leave a glass of water out on my bedside table every single night? Or will you let me sleep through my, um, (laughs) my alarm in the morning? (laughs) Will you... Yeah. Or like, will you open the door for me wherever we go? 
those types of things. Think about it. Just get creative too. And I hope you don't feel silly, whatever it is. Like, I really want to empower you to get this need met because it can really make a difference in your relationship and it can help you make you feel like safe, seen, important, and loved. And those like, these are the big ones. You might have some other ones, but the, that's huge. That's like all we want in a relationship. So if you are single and you're like, I need to find someone that's able to work with my attachment style, this is how you do it. You share with them like what common issues and fears that you have that come up and you share with them how they can help you work through them. And if you're sharing this with someone that you're just starting to date and they look like they can't even comprehend this, you need to find someone else. You really need to find someone else that is going to be able to have this conversation with you because you want them to have that. You want to be able to meet those needs for them as well. That's all I've got for today. That's a little shorty. I love it. This is a really common question. It's a really cool topic too, because I feel like the anxious avoidant just kind of trap circle. I'm doing a little circle with my fingers. You probably can't see it. You definitely can't say it. You're listening on a podcast. <laughs> this really shows and helps to exemplify like how the attraction spectrum functions together. And it's what makes it an, a spectrum. Like when you're over on this here on this avoidance side, then I'm going to kind of bounce over to the anxious side. And it's like you're kind of moving from one end to the other and you can be kind of closer and further away depending on situations or triggering moments. So I think it's really cool. If you would like help healing your attachment style, I would love to help you. I work with folks that are struggling with people pleasing, having anxiety, and also struggle to be vulnerable. That's a really big one. And it's one of my key pillars of my practice is to help people understand the full language of emotion and being comfortable expressing them, understanding them and processing them. So if you're interested in that, I would love to get to know you and you can see if this program is a good fit for you. You can do that by booking a free one hour discovery call. In the call, you're going to learn more about your attachment style, what is possible for you when you start to heal. It's really a powerful, powerful call. You can book it at sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash coaching. And I just wish you the best of luck on your attachment journey and the road to secure. And, you know, I say it's a road because it's all about that journey, baby. (laughs) All right. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you back here soon. Bye.